Yes, welcome indeed to another Trust the Wizards podcast, outside broadcast, gig review. Uh, And the voice you just heard was the voice of Richard Dawson. And the voice that you are currently hearing is very much the voice of me, Kicker of Elves. And I'm here to tell you that I'm off to go and see Richard Dawson play at the Shipping Forecast in Liverpool um, tonight with uh, support coming from Dave Owen, uh, who I don't know anything about, uh, and Pete Smythe, who I understand is uh, regularly performing in the band Mugstar. Um, I have to say that I'm going on my own, um, despite having tried my best to convince the other two wizards that they need to go and see Richard Dawson perform live. Um, they've left me to it, but I, I don't care. I'm going to go anyway, and I'm really quite excited about seeing him. He's, uh, he's a really interesting artist whose who's sound and, and songs have, have developed fantastically over, over the last ten years or so. Um, I've got an early record of his, which is uh, look at it on vinyl. Here. It's called uh, Richard Dawson sings songs and plays guitar, which self-explanatory really. And it's it's a folk album, and it's a very nice folk album, but it is not particularly unusual. Uh, however, his most recent record, which I also have here in front of me, called Nothing Important, is possibly one of the strangest records that I, I've heard. Yeah, for some for some time, and it is absolutely phenomenally good. Um, and in between that, he's, he's released a, a few other albums. Um, I'm quite familiar with the album The Glass Trunk, uh, which is uh, an album made up of um, a cappella numbers um, and uh, interspersed with short um, instrumentals, um, guitar, distorted guitar, um squeals and all sorts um and possibly it's just one one long instrumental piece divided up into 12 bits but uh, it, nevertheless that's how it's how it works and the album itself based on on death i think it'd be fair to say but um nevertheless uh, i'm very excited to say to go and go and see him and i don't know much about the support but i think they're probably going to be quite folky they're they're certainly a couple of fellows who are going to be playing on their own um, I don't really know what to expect. There's the shipping forecast I've been to a number of times, and it, it doesn't really feel like a, a folk club, so I don't know how that's going to work. But um, nevertheless, it's a it's a very exciting and great opportunity to go and go and see him. Um, what should I start playing you here? I think what I'm going to do is is I'm going to uh, go and see what he what he plays and try and play something that he, he plays live towards the end of the the podcast but in in the meantime a song that perhaps more than any other is uh, is um well it's the best song I know about satchels frankly uh, this is the the wooden bag um from the album the magic bridge Richard Dawson and I'll come back and tell you how great he was shortly A knapsack made of oak Purchased for 30 francs From a market in Geneva In 1968 Carved from a single piece of wood A level of workmanship one rarely comes across today Many rare 
love, not all the lust of the wood, the lid of the satchel is made up of slats, affixed to The shape of a bumblebee blown in glass. The shoulder strap is equally quaint. A daisy chain of life fraying at the zenith of its Of each flower there lies a bead of wood oh, I can't throw this bag away oh, I can't throw this bag away A bar of Highland toffee Its wrapper still intact with an expiration date of JN86, a strip of contraceptive pills, a box of holiday extra, half a dozen of those tiny light brooks pens. Shells collected from the shore of Newton by the sea The smell of the ocean in a used handkerchief A lattice of hairpins
and we're back. Well, I'm back anyway, and uh, I'm uh, I'm sitting at my kitchen table, having seen Richard Dawson. Wow, the shipping forecast in Liverpool. What a superb, superb evening I've had. And you wizards who didn't come, you've really missed out. Um, let me just uh, try and go back to the beginning. I've, I've made a few notes because uh, very happily I was able to sit down throughout the gig, um, and so I could scribble a few down, things down. Um, not quite sure how easy it is to read me writing but uh, no, let's see what I've, I've written down here so well the first thing I wrote down first thing to note was that the the basement venue in the, the shipping forecast had been well frankly folked up uh, with tables and candles um, and chairs and stools throughout and uh, it was it was a very different feel I, I was quite surprised and it was also very quiet uh, particularly when uh, when the the bands or the acts were playing, it was uh, it was a really reverential uh, venue. I really really liked it. I'm so congratulations to the shipping forecast for sorting that out. Um, I, I got there a little bit late, um, unfortunately, so I didn't miss I, I missed the beginning of of Dave Owen. So he was in in full flow when I arrived. Um, but he he came across as a as a Lancastrian. Well, I'm guessing he's Lancastrian, but he sounded a bit Lancastrian to me. Uh, Lancastrian Woody Guthrie, acolyte, some sort of dust bowl balladeer transplanted to Greater Manchester. Um, and he was he was very much a man and an acoustic guitar and a baseball cap pulled down low over his uh, his eyes there. And uh, he was very engaging and uh, he he delivered sort of gently political fare. Um, and uh, told a few jokes, and uh, yeah, he's great. And uh, as a sign of things to come, perhaps there were he, he sort of stopped once or twice to to tune his guitar, presumably in some very strange tunings. Um, but anyway, yeah, he did tell a really good joke, and I hope I can remember it's a joke about a moth. Uh, and he says this uh, this fella goes goes to the dentist, um, and he announces at the reception desk that he, he thinks he's a moth. And the the woman at the dentist reception points out that if he if he thinks he's a moth, then really he, he should go and see a psychiatrist. And why has he come to a dentist? And he said uh, the light was on. Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? So that that was great. So he he told that joke, and you played a few songs, and he was very good. So you should you should go and check him out, Dave Owen. I don't know anything about him, uh, and I couldn't find any information about whether he's got Bandcamp or SoundCloud sites, but I'm I'm sure he has. Anyway, after him, uh, there's a sort of a short break between the acts, and I had a, had a chance to to check out the audience a bit. And I have to say, there were more beards than usual in the audience, and that, that despite the fact that beards are now obviously very cool. And I was wondering what the collective noun for beards might be. Um, I know it's a, a sleuth of bears. Uh, but I don't know about beards, so I, I wrote down here, and I was rather pleased with myself, I wrote down, a stroke of beards. So, there you go. Um, but, uh, no, never mind. Uh, let's turn this page over, see what, uh, what else I've written down. Um, oh yeah, the other thing I, no- I noticed was that despite, well, apart from the fact that there were lots of beards, uh, there seemed to be quite a lot of people who had, like me, come on their own, so they couldn't convince others to go and see... A bit more challenging music than than normal, which is disappointing. But nevertheless, uh, there were a lot of people there. I would say it was as full as I've seen it. Um, and one of the people who was there was a young fellow who, who was stood next to me, uh, who'd come to see 
Richard Dawson as a, as a result of hearing him on Stuart McConey, he said, and he very kindly recommended a, a band to me, a local Liverpool band, uh, and I've written down Go, and then I can't read what I've written, so it's Go Something, so there you go. Uh, well, sadly, I've forgotten what, what the name of the band was, but anyway, may, maybe you know Liverpool listener. Um, anyway... Next up was a, a Scouser, I think, uh, Pete Smythe, out of the band Mugstar, which is uh, another band that I don't really know. Um, and he, too, was armed with an acoustic guitar, but this time he had a, a check shirt and no hat. Um, and noticeably, he seemed quite disarmed by the size of the crowd, so I don't know how popular Mugstar are. Um, he seemed a little bit nervous, and he, he warned us that there would be no banter. But he... Mm, he did try from time to time to tell us something interesting. Anyway, his his thing was a little bit more intricate in terms of his style of playing, and he was he was a lot more picking rather than strumming. And put me in mind of John Fahey. I'm I'm sure he's listened to him, uh, and there were quite a number of instrumentals which were very very good, um, and a few songs where he sort of sang, talked, um, and he he was able to draw evocative oral pictures of smoke and um, broken ankles, amongst other things. Um, And it was worth noting that the the audience, again, very respectful, with virtually no talking when the acts were playing, which pleased me greatly. And I think uh, it pleased the the two support acts too, who are probably not used to people listening so hard to to what they're playing. But uh, they were very good value. And I've I've recently been to a couple of gigs with Texas Paul and we've seen some disappointing disappointing um support acts but this evening they were great so so well done to them and uh so you go go and check them out so the, the second guy there was pete smythe and his band Mugstar. um anyway the 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 guy we'd all come to see was of course richard dawson and he he shuffled on stage in in what can only be described and i've written it down so it must be true as a paddington bear coat and purple trues good man and uh, having fiddled with his little black guitar, which was seemingly held together by tape, um, and with part of the audience literally, literally sitting at his feet, he started off by telling us that he'd had eight burgers in eight days. So pretty impressive. Um, and he grades his most, or he graded his most recent meal as a solid number two, which was greeted by a suitable toilet-based heckle, which uh, he seemed to enjoy. Anyway, let's let's think about what he, he did on stage, uh, which wasn't a number two. Good. Uh, and he, because he, he launched into two opening a cappella songs, both about shepherds, um, one of which is a Mike Waterson number, um, and the first of which it was bellowed off mic in a very impressive style. I didn't realise he was going to do this. I know, I know that the one of the albums I've got has got quite a few a cappella songs on it, but I didn't realise he was going to do it actually off mic and it was very moving and he he uh, sort of self-effacingly described his interpretation of the Mike Waterson number and, and I think an, another couple of covers perhaps but he described them as facsimiles, facsimiles of the originals um, but for me and to, to the audience I think it would be fair to say that they, the, his own versions were full to the brim with soul uh, and Richard's phlegm flecked voice was straining against nature to be heard because he, he'd obviously he's been on tour and he, he, I think he's he's done his voice in but he really made a huge effort 
to just get on with it anyway, and it was uh, superb stuff. So that was that was a dramatic opening, just two a cappella numbers back to back. And then he told us about um, oh, he told us about a dream he had, which featured kitten featured kitten shit, um, and specifically kitten shit that looked like mini hot dogs. Oh, you know, he gives you a feel for the evening and how it's progressing. So at that point, the the Paddington bear coat came off, and he uh, he revealed a. I thought it looked like a cardigan, rather natty cardigan, quite you know, multicoloured cardigan. Uh, he picked up the guitar and uh, and he turned it on and he turned it up. Um, and his his playing style, of course, is is much more. Derek Bailey than than John Fahey, um, and for me there's nothing quite like a slightly or indeed quite a lot distorted acoustic guitar, um, and there's nothing like the sound of Richard Dawson uh, getting a sound out of his. And he he, he hunches over, uh, his eyes are closed, and he draws out bursts of sound that shock and awe the audience. It's tremendous, tremendous stuff. And he played um, a number of instrumentals which he broke up with more surreal tales of cats and uh and and then you know more vocal takes as well so sort of more uh, a cappella stuff on what were i think in some cases anyway uh, reworkings of traditional folk numbers um i particularly liked a song and i've written down the line neon faced vagabonds which i think was in the first line i don't know what that song was but that was great and it started off he showed off his voice really which which went from a whisper down up gentle whisper uh all the way down to a, a really low growling which was fantastic um and he very pleased that he like a man possessed he launched launched into the wooden bag uh, which we we heard earlier on the podcast and uh, i think never has never has a song about a knapsack made from oak sounded so good it was superb and the crowd absolutely went for it he was getting a really good reception which you could tell he he really enjoyed um and he was putting so much effort in at various points he he had to have Time to to ha- catch a breather, um, and he he told a number of jokes as well, and and the best one he told was, uh, and I need to get this right, was he said um, he asked us how how do you titillate an ocelot, and he replied by oscillating its tits a lot, yeah, and that uh, that got a laugh. Um, Musically, a tremendous highlight was a song he performed accompanied only by his stamping feet, which was really great, and I wish I could remember what it was, but I was too busy listening to write anything down. It was <coughs> excuse me, probably off a, one of those songs off, off Glass Trunk. Might have, might have been The Brisk Lad, um, but I'm, I might be wrong there. He, he definitely played another fax, another cover version of uh, who played Shirley Collins's Geordie which was stunning, and uh, we were able, as an audience, to forgive him his references to the Amiobi brothers. Are they brothers? Possibly cousins. Anyway, um, fantastic, fantastic version. Um, and then a later instrumental, um, I noted down that he made really great use of feedback, like some sort of folk Jesus and Mary chain, and uh, the sound of his tiny, tiny black guitar really was cutting swathe through the adoring crowd and the energy energy he was generating but just through a pure will uh, strength of will he, it was absolutely quite incredible um at various points he was he was very moving too and perhaps the most moving song of all was another a cappella performance where he played uh, poor old horse uh, which 
Yeah, his his voice was cracking, and and um, you, but you could hear the pain, the pain of the horse, just in through the voice that was just desperate to communicate. Um, and in some ways, I I thought it was it was reminiscent of you know, uh, Robert Wyatt, um, not in in ter- terms of pitch, but just in terms of how moving it it was. Um, let me see what I've written down the last bit here. Oh yes, of course. So the we've gone through there. We had we've had a range of instrumentals and a cappella numbers, but nothing really long. Um, and of course, the the new album um, has two key long songs on it, um, both of which are quite incredible. Anyway, the the gig itself it it, it, it unbelievably built to an even more intense finale as the cardi came off. He's down to t-shirt, and we get a quite stunning version of the vile stuff. Uh, which is a song that we we will play uh, in full on on our regular podcast, um, but hearing hearing it live, it just came came to life, and I, I hadn't realised before how important the the sound of the guitar was, and and the it's a sixteen minute song, and the first four or five minutes are, are instrumental, but he he told us you know what the the song was about, and you could get or I, I certainly felt that I could get that the the bizarre guitar sounds at the start were very much replicating that noxious mixture going down his throat um but if you know we'll talk a little bit more about that on our on our regular podcast but oh what what a way to finish so um yeah Richard Dawson well he is he is a, a unique talent and you should do yourself a favour and make sure you catch him live whenever you get the chance. Um, sometimes his, his music is described as difficult, but bollocks, it's not difficult. It's not vile, it's sublime stuff. And uh, you would be a fool to, to miss out on seeing him. I, and I understand that he's playing Manchester um, in May. Um, it might not be the ideal place to go and see him because he's he's i think he's a he's a support act on a on a triple bill that's headlined by the sleaford mods and i would imagine that the audience there will not be as um reverential and as interested in richard's stuff as as perhaps they should be or or indeed as they they were tonight but nevertheless he he does tour um go and go and check him out we'll put some links on our, our blog to um his website and uh, you can find out what he's doing through facebook um wow i'm i'm just stunned it was it was an incredible incredible evening so we're gonna uh play out with a, a couple of songs i think i'm gonna take one of the little instrumentals off the glass trunk um i think the last part so part 12 of that and follow that with his version of poor old horse
its head in a tanner's yard. Three young men were jawing hard. A poor old horse they'd fixed to kill. Befell a task to dexterous Bill. Poor old horse, poor old horse. Hear what they did to the poor old horse. His palms around the hilt of the axe delivered such a horrible blow. The horse emerged a strangled cry. He glanced it just above the eye. And now to put it out of pain, our Billy took another aim. The horse fair shook the man he cursed, for the second blow was much like the first. Poor horse, poor old horse. Hear what they did to the poor old horse. He kept up thumping on its head, and then he worked the body instead. The air grew cloudy with breath so hot of man and beast mingling. I'll try no more conceited bill. So up stepped Ned to test his skill. He whacked the poor thing on the nose. He sprained his wrist and bloodied his clothes. Poor horse, poor The foreman came then with his knife, determined for to take its life. He took his aim and thrust it home. Alas, he hit the collarbone. Poor horse, poor old horse. They broke its leg with a rusty spade, 
Then all upon it heavily laid, To quell the struggle each did their part, Until the blade had reached its heart. Poor old horse, poor old horse, Hear what they did to the poor old horse. Now we chicos his separate path, for a cup full of ale or a nice hot bath. A kiss on the lips of a wife newly wed, or a look at the baby sleeping in bed. Poor horse, poor horse, he Poor old horse, poor old horse, hear what they did to the poor old horse. Well, hello. I'm I'm back again. I don't suppose you were expecting to hear from me after that, but um, this is the the next day, and I've been listening to Richard Dawson all day just about uh, and I have decided that I think it would be re- remiss of me um, not to finish this pod rather than with an acapella number I think you need to hear nothing important from the album nothing important um, so here it is it's in its 16 minute glory listen to the lyrics, fantastic words um, enjoy the, the stylings on the guitar and yeah, go and see Richard Dawson. Anyway, this is this is me saying goodbye now, so thanks very much for listening and see you next time. Following through the fan, oh, stay.
happy retirement, best branded in the world. A tall beer jug filled with a brim with curtain hooks. A sheepskin rope discolored with tobacco smoke. Within its brains concealed the right of plastic soldiers set to burst on the
Before he slept. 